This is Disabled Girls Who Lift. We are reclaiming what's rightfully ours one podcast at a time. It's Mary Beth, Chloe, and Marcia bringing you the thoughts and unpopular topics to get you out of that ableist comfort zone. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Disabled Girls Who Lift. We still exist. Um, thank you for your support, as always, online, on Instagram, on the Twitters, the Patreon, the coins, the sharing, the name drops, all of that good stuff. Um, it's two of us on today. This is Marcia on Seminole Tribe Land in Florida. I have on my champagne rose Beats head paint, um, headphones a big floofy orange t-shirt and I'm sitting in front of my abstract colored wall and I am a black femme with locks. Beautiful black femme with locks. Yeah. I miss you. I miss everyone. I feel like it's been forever since we've got on here by ourselves. It has been forever. That is factual. Well, what's up, y'all? It's Mary Beth from Northern California, sitting on Ohlone land. I am wearing all black. It's a shirt that says we are all dreamers. I'm wearing black headphones, black mic in front of me, sitting in my office. So you'll see a bookshelf to my left. My left. (laughs) And I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got lots to kind of like catch up on with each other, the world, and the world. Good and bad. Good, just you know, things in all directions, in all caps, everything, everywhere, all at once. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like that. Golden Globe Awards. (laughs) Yes, that's the vibe of our actual life right now. So, I mean, we've been, like, missing a couple months. We, I think we finally started missing some months. So that's how you know we're really going through it, right? Yeah. Yeah. A little um, busy in our lives, professionally and personally, which is yeah, fine. A little, a little professional busyness, a little personal heaviness. Lots of stuff. So let's talk about it. Um, you know, how we cope, how we're doing, catch up on our life. Uh He's going first. Well, I think, too, like, it's great to have a community that's kind of supportive in our process, too. No one's rushing us to get a new podcast episode scheduled and uploaded or post on Instagram like three times a day like we used to. (laughs) (laughs) People are kind of forgiving because they know how important it is for us to rest and to heal. So I do want to say I appreciate that. Yeah, disabled folks know what it's about. Um, and I see that from other creators sometimes. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I haven't posted. I'm like, nah, bitch, I'm not sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, you know what it like, is. Not everybody notices. Like, yeah. Maybe it has been a few days, but I didn't notice you were gone for two days. I didn't even open my phone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not that deep. Like, so if you're that not person roommates. that feels that way, relax. <laughs> relax take your time yeah we're not sharing utility bills up in here yeah it's, <laughs> i mean unless content creation is your job then that's i guess that's probably a different conversation but we're not talking about people like that this is not our job 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's been great too. Like, still throughout this time, getting other people to talk about their story, and we're still like keeping ourselves, our pictures out there, our relevance out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had an episode not too recently, right? Oh yeah, I talked to Brandy. You talked to Rachel. Mm-hmm. Um, we had somebody before that together, Kim. Yeah, we've been in and out all over the place, so we're still we still exist. Yeah, you know, yeah. But to kind of just catch up on our lives, <clears throat> yes. You know, it's been six, seven ish months since we kind of gave y'all an update on. Our healing journey. What else did we talk about? Kind of just like self care through COVID, through like just changes in general, right? Like job changes, family, house changes, things like that. Yeah. Boundary setting, therapy. I think we talked about therapy in that one too. That was a couple episodes ago. We're talking about the September episode self care without breaking the bank. Episode so 65. Oh, 64. 64. So yeah, this will be same vibes, I suppose. But um sorry, 66. Know. Get it together. <laughs> the time for I'm grace and compassion track. is over. You're not allowed to be a mess anymore. Get it together. <laughs> Forgive me, Father Brian. It is episode 66. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot has happened in the last seven months, seven months, right? We had holidays and then this new year that all of a sudden everything just opened back up like yeah. drastically in 2023. Yeah, like, I don't know how five months have passed and it's been like a week. It feels like it, a week. It's yeah. May. It feels like a week, but it also feels like a year. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, So definitely, collectively, there's a lot going on, like, experience-wise that we can all share. I mean, holidays suck for some people, and they're good for others, so we kind of, we could share that, right? And then just fucking all the bad news in the world, we have that collective experience to share. Hooray. Lots of dumpster fires. Yeah, and just how scary it's been in, like, Congress. Things that are happening in different states. Like, why are people, you know? Yeah, it's feeling very Handmaid's Tale with all these rules about uteruses and trans kids. It's scary out there. And they're they're working hard. They're, they're really going hard right now. They yeah. turned the year and they were like, let's fuck them kids. Like, they meant that. Mm-mm. So we all have that collectively or well, I mean at least US not all we because not all of our listeners are Americans exactly yeah but I mean the uh, globally everybody's going through it I know that for a fucking fact so <laughs> like earthquakes right natural disasters freaking fires and tornadoes where there shouldn't really be Yes, we got revolutions everywhere. Every everywhere is a fucking dumpster fire. So I think yeah. we all collectively need to take a fucking breath. <clears throat> and then we get like the extra spice of individual life. Hmm. Yeah, what's happening in our little bubbles, you know, Just every day, every month and 
how we're coping with that. And I feel like having, I, I think having each other has been great, you know, offline and bouncing ideas back and forth, but then bouncing like new life changes and how we're grieving and individually has been healing for me. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I mean, so last time we talked, let me see. My partner had just started like school. Yes. So I was the main breadwinner breadwinner of the household and I have been for the last seven ish months. <clears throat> so kind of keeping my mental sanity and on top of what just like fi- financial things, balancing, like having rented a brand new like three bedroom house. It's not a mortgage, but it is still a lot in the Bay Area. Right. Um, it's still ridiculous. Up here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, just kind of supporting people while also um, allowing them to recognize like how much of a um, sacrifice like I'm taking right um, for somebody else like and this is of course my husband but right um, he's a grown-ass man and sometimes <laughs> I feel like <laughs> sometimes I feel like I don't want to be you know somebody's mother or whatever the case right. may be like in marriages like it always kind of comes to that um so that's been kind of like a fun and interesting journey like he just got a job offer last week so it puts a lot of pressure off of me um for just mental physical like time aspects too and how our days are kind of scheduled um and then yeah on top of kind of supporting our own friends too who yeah recently like lost a mother and um providing like babysitting support if not financial support like um while yeah, still taking care time. of ourselves has been um very interesting that's a um, lot and you're not gonna get far with that if you don't know like how to check in with yourself and how to check in with your partner and say what you need or even know what you need mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And I mean, and so that means, you know, and we love this child who we're taking care of. He he's at our, our house three times a week out of a seven. That's during my work day. Right. While I work from home. Um, he's my godson. So, of course, I treat him like my own. Um, but through all that, like we've also been trying to conceive for the last year and seven months. So um, with every month that comes and there's like a negative pregnancy test and mm. we've been kind of emotionally and like physically <laughs> uh scheduling these these moments and what taking tests to make sure that our you know everything's viable and kind of getting on a better fitness grind per right. se um, to keep our bodies healthy and to keep our just system healthy has been has been a lot. It is you know? a lot. It is a lot because it's like it's a uh, lot of sacrifice. I mean, I can't relate to that exact experience, but I know how much it is 
to have to treat my body like like a science experiment like all right these are the things i have to do like all all the like the hyper vigilance at all times like all right what am i eating how am i moving am i getting enough sleep all the time to attempt to control something that really is not controllable there's so many variables right like i could wear a sunscreen that fucks me up for two weeks because I was allergic, right? Like you could do everything that you're supposed to do. That shit is exhausting. So I can only imagine what that feels like. Like mm-hmm. if I picture that feeling into what you're describing, it's like even I'm sure more magnified because you're taking something that's just supposed to be like cute and magical and passionate and loving and fun. And it's a fucking like it's like science now. You're just like, yeah. like you're checking a fucking chart all the time. Like, Literally. Like you're checking numbers. Like that sucks. It's a full on research paper with my yeah. body and with my like emotions. But um a lot. I think the biggest thing too is like, okay, like I'm in my 30s, he's in his mid-30s. Mm-hmm. And um the timing of it is like okay, you know, it's not terrifying, it's not there's just um, a lot of downplaying when it comes to like the TTC journey because so many couples, you know, um, accidentally get pregnant or um, there are just there's just a huge um, spectrum when it comes to fertility, mm-hmm. uh, which is wild. And I'm learning so much more about it. But um all our lives we were taught how not to conceive, right? <laughs> Wear the fucking condom, take mm-hmm. birth control pills. You were actually just talking about how your OBGYN actually was uncomfortable talking to you about um, right. about birth control what? and HPV. Birth control. And is that because you're in Florida versus in California where we're overpopulated and they drill that into us like at the age of 14? Yeah. Um, That's wild to me. But that's all I've known since I was 14, you know, how not to have a baby, how not to have a baby. And so kind of learning on my own via books, via um, articles and um, TTC like experts and my own OBGYN, it's been um a lot of information like super exciting but you know i think um the biggest thing is the high hope that comes with every month mm-hmm. there's like the the two week waiting period between your last period and ovulation and then you know that whole journey is just like interesting because i'm like oh sh- I feel like I'm pregnant. Why did I throw up? Why am I feeling nauseous? Oh, this that is just exciting. Gave me, like, such, yeah. a, such a wave of sadness. Oh my God. You're it's it's me. exciting because I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to be feeling these side effects. Um, even if it's something, you know, far from pregnancy or conception. Right. Um, but then when that period comes along, it's like a very dry dark day in my house you know like we're not trying to blame each other me and my partner no one did anything wrong but but you can't help but be disappointed yeah it's just a failed test every single month for the last 18 months um so you know lots of friends of mine have tried for 14 years and come out with beautiful babies others have tried IVF or IUI and um have either failed that or um passed you know not passed but 
<laughs> came out with um something mm-hmm. that they wanted or adoptions also a great option and what's what's IUI um intrauterine I forgot what the I stands for at the end but they essentially just like I guess sterilize the sperm and still do it all in a lab and uh try conception that way and then like insert it into my uterus and also insert other hormones and essentially like sterilize it so that it it has like the best viable option or the best um, so it's still still like the whole process of ivf but like the method is a little different yeah i think ivf works more for couples who one partner can't conceive Mm -hmm. versus iui uh I think both have viable sperm and viable eggs that can come together. It's just there are no methods um, naturally that work. Mm. Um, So they still have to intervene. So I guess that's what the I stands for. Intrauterine intervention, I think. Someone explain to me. (laughs) Who knows? No, all I know is that for IVF, you have to take a lot of shit. Like you don't just like show up. That's all I know. Like, yeah. you don't just pull up, like, here we go. Like, you had to, like, pump yourself with. Yeah, both take a process, obviously. Yeah. Um, That's a commitment. Both are a lot for the female's hormones because, like, one actually takes, um, what, like, implantation and you have to get your ovaries, like, a certain, not your ovaries, your, the, like, the egg a certain yeah, size. Yeah, your, your follicles for, like, mm-hmm. oh, she's that's. That's a lot. That's a fine, a big financial commitment, obviously, and like emotional also. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, that's a lot. And at, and at the end of it, it's still a risk. You know, it's a risk on all of our bodies up right. until that baby comes out. Um. So, mm. yeah, it's been fun, <laughs> but I think having a patient partner and um, you know all of that's really important to to be patient with ourselves and to also be more forgiving of ourselves and our bodies and not hating our bodies for what it can and can't do right that's been important for me Mm. (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah that when you're talking about every month when you started that sent that sentence I, i felt like Ooh, like this ocean of ocean of grief it fucking sucks and i'm yeah. just thinking i'm just thinking of like the complete opposite where i mean my uterus wasn't having it and i honestly like don't know what the fuck that was about but i'm like i was every time i got my period i was like fantastic sensational <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah happy i was i was very happy um and, been, oh, and literally uh, for the last 20 years that's kind of how we're trained you yeah. know especially those boss bitches that have business <laughs> like can't take nine months off yeah um it's fucking wild I, I feel especially for me in the past couple of years i've been like totally happy about seeing my period because of changing like on and off birth controls trying this trying that just fucking having a whole wreck with like irregular cycles and just yeah. shit going off the wall um and then also just slowly realizing that the person i was married to was a piece of shit so like 
<laughs> like not wanting to be tied to that person for the rest of my life. Mm. Major, major win. Mm. Ma- major win. Totally yeah, opposite and- experience for me. <laughs> for me <laughs> every month. But it's true. Like a child does tie you to that one person, whether you like it or not, for life. Yeah. Versus other things like promises, marriages. They're still it's a piece of paper yeah it's whatever that's fucking nuts so what what have you done um i guess differently compared to how you coped with life before to coping with life plus the trying to conceive journey i think the biggest thing or i think the hardest thing for me is I rely a lot on friends and, you know, that's essentially um, therapy for me and that I can like share with them about this journey. But I feel like the TTC journey just for me, everyone's, you know, is is unique, but I feel like that's a lot more private and between me and my partner, like I've shared in different waves to people that are important to me, you know, like, okay, we have been trying, especially to the grandparents who are waiting for a child, like, be patient with us, please. Like, it's not that we don't want to be a grandchild. We're fucking trying, but stop asking. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Is like every month, it feels like, you know, we could be worse off, period. Like, there, there could be worse things in the world that are happening. Um, or sorry there could be worse things that could be happening to us Um, and it feels so small in such a big fucked up world Um, so keeping it private has been you know humbling I don't know it's been um, hard but humbling you know yeah, I mean it's it's a tough balance because obviously there are other things happening in the world and this is small in that like perspective but then there's also the perspective like it is a big part of your life right now. Mhm. It's a yeah. huge chunk of your of your time, your effort, your emotions. So like it is a big deal. Oh, for sure. And yeah. I, again, I try hard not to downplay it myself, but Yeah. Like naturally, I hate <laughs> being like, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's fine. Um, but what it's month is awkward. it? It's <laughs> awkward. It's also awkward to, it's, there's a couple things. It's like awkward to talk about. There's a level of vulnerability because that, that I understand because like I never discussed my romantic relationship with anybody until I, I started really doubting it, honestly. Mm. With that man for, for, you know, over a decade, I never really. Like, I never complained to the girlfriends about him or, like, shit like that at all. So that, that, like, step, that was, like, a step. That was, like, a, oh, okay. We told people things. This is weird. Yeah. And I I think that kind of shows the severity of it, right? A lot of things that you feel like you can, quote, unquote, deal with on a daily basis. Okay, that can stay private. But, fuck, if this is on my mind, 24 7 and it's affecting every aspect of my life okay it needs to come out that's how i feel about it too Mm, so that's a good way to put it though yeah so when you needed out like and you felt like okay something's not wrong here let me 
kind of poll my other ladies mm-hmm. um, about how relationships work, what is toxicity. Uh, I think that's when that's either, you know, they're both coping mechanisms. But they're, yeah, and and neither it either can be protective and either could be like maladaptive. It just depends. Right. Some things are not to be shared with everyone. Um, and there's also I mean, it takes like some level of strength and awareness to be vulnerable and follow through with it. And then there's also the small sliver of like, maybe you choose the wrong person mm-hmm. to be vulnerable with. And, and you know, that ends up like they can't hold the space for you or they don't agree with you or whatever. Like there's always that part of it, too. Not even just sharing what's private. It's like, well, what happens if this goes in an opposite direction? Then I got to deal with cutting somebody off. <laughs> like, yeah yeah that's but in your mm-hmm. in, but in your case you're not just cutting one person off it's like a pod it's a family it's a like a group of important people in your life that you feel like oh shit I want my life to go a different direction mm-hmm. and I can't do it with these folks yeah that's rough oof that is very rough but in in the same Mm -hmm. no go ahead no like on that same line you're finding um importance in all these other people you know like i think we're um investing our energy just to different people in your lives um yeah because i mean it it takes the strength to be vulnerable and it's scary because what if you know what if they can't be there for you but like also um if that's true fuck them <laughs> right like <laughs> like getting there too is is a process and sometimes we can't handle dealing with you know the thing in front of us and also like the fuck them part of it so i mean that's real that's why i said either either way is is self-protection whether it's maladaptive you're gonna have to talk to your therapist about that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I agree with you at this point in my life yeah like I'm moving my life in a different direction and if the people aren't moving with me they're getting left behind mm-hmm. fuck them fuck them fuck them wish them the best <laughs> and if we're gonna but love them we- huh no. But do we wish them the best? <laughs> no, we don't. But if if we're loving lighting it, you know, they're just operating on a different vibrational plane than us. We're just on different paths. <laughs> <laughs> we're just on different energies. And, you know, they're just at a different point in their journey than ours. That's all. Yeah, literally the stars. Welcome. I- <laughs> <laughs> yeah no oh god but yeah that that takes a lot of self-awareness too how are you doing to cope with those decisions that's a really big decision to like voice to make like with yourself and then to communicate with the other person oh it's a lot um so to give you all some background essentially um i left my husband I uh, realized it's an abusive relationship emotionally, financially, total trash, total ass. I will never speak positively of him. He is a trash human being. Um, but then the other part of it that sucked is that we kind of had like a trio and we lived with someone that I called my brother. Like when I introduced him to people, like people thought like that was my blood relative. That was our relationship. 
or at least my relationship to him his attachment to me is obviously not the same so that whole that situation got blown up because i didn't really feel supported by the brother not brother yeah and you all live together it's not like yeah yeah we all live together and whether he didn't want to have to accept that my ex was abusive whether he just didn't want to have to deal with i don't know feelings or i don't know what the fuck the deal was but you know i'm moving along you're not moving with me Mm -hmm. see you later so dealing with that um lots of therapy lots of journaling lots of crying obviously um for the uh my abusive ex i made actually like a whole youtube series which i we could put the link in the show notes but you know it's not like uh, i mean it's satirical it's funny but there's, i also cry in it so and talk about abuse so that's not like a leisurely watch you've been warned yeah so that, it's beautiful that, very artistic yeah. yeah i still can't sometimes i look at it i was like damn i made that yeah (laughs) yeah that can it can seriously be added to like a film festival and win some awards because the feelings that like the emotions and feelings of of grief relief like all of it through that journey everybody feels in each episode you know yeah the entire series was just yeah speaks for itself it does um and that's like being i mean lots of therapy like i said but and learning how to be okay with all of those feelings um and knowing when i have to slow down when i have to do nothing when i have to do more yes yeah yeah so i've done a lot um when it comes to like movement and really unpacking the all or nothing mindset having a coach has helped with that gabby strength is amazing um like checking in with my body and therapy has helped with like day to day checking in with like where i'm at emotionally like why am i irritable today you know why do i feel heavy today it's like oh well okay obviously it's because it's easter and my mom would have been here or like oh it's because it's this holiday and all three of us would have made a big dinner right like being able yeah. to do that day to day has helped a lot it's still a process though because i still want to be productive and yeah <laughs> healed already but um the healing is not linear Mm-mm. that's for true and it's hard getting out of those like um what do you call them routines right whether it's a a daily routine or a yearly routine like you said holidays come up and it's going to be the same day every year and you have all of these memories of the last 20 years or the last even like 20 years before that right right with your your mother your partner your best friend um and it's going to change going forward and it it is like a huge grieving process every fucking year year like there's no yeah there's a lot they say that time heals but that holiday is gonna come up every time Mm, and (laughs) (laughs) time does not heal yeah and so like you know everyone says oh make new memories and um try to make that date or that song or that meal like 
yeah the a new place. experience for you so that you know not to like forget or regret any of those things that you did with your ex but um you know just make fun positive things like that's hard too <laughs> yeah and the thing is it's like they I, I think what people don't talk about enough is that like people like to say time heals, make new memories or whatever. But it's like, no, that it's not he- like everything is still there. Like the grief will always be there, just won't always be as loud. So like um, the other part of what I've been doing is is traveling alone. And I'm not really I haven't gone anywhere like far and wide. Like, you know, I haven't eat, pray, loved yet. But, um, <laughs> you know, taking like little weekend trips to New York and whatever and shit like and these are places that we would we either go on as a trio or I went with my ex um, and and like literally going to places we've been together and sure, making a new memory. But the memory of what happened there is still going to be there. Right. Like mm-hmm. they both happen at the same time, like the grief and the joy coexist. And I feel like people don't talk about that enough. Like I could literally. Like I went to Universal, I went to Universal, um, which is something that me and the ex would always do: drive up, go to the parks, walk around, visit friends. Right? I literally drove up three hours. I cried the whole way up. I got there, I had a great day. I spent time with my friend, and then I cried all the way down. And then the next day, I just moved on with my life. Like it's up, <laughs> like it's 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 up and down, and it's gonna be that way. Yeah, yeah. Like there is no day that I wake wake up and it's like ha. Huh. It's over. (laughs) (laughs) And like, again, like going back to like being a boss bitch, having a business, having like responsibilities and things like that. As much as we want to schedule our grief and our what uh, sessions of crying and sessions of whatever, like you can't. (laughs) It's going to happen all at once. Even if you say, like, no, I'm going to have the best <laughs> fucking time in Orlando or the best yeah. time in New York. Um, I think that's, yeah. The only thing that can can help with that is, like, a horrible, like, alcohol and drug phase of physically yeah. and literally forgetting everything. And so, like, being able to do without is, mm-hmm. you know, it's, like, a huge ode to you for being so fucking strong and <clears throat> healing via crying and talking Thank to you people for like that. us you know i i can definitely understand it though like i could definitely understand how people would go through drinking and just just trying to find ways to totally dissociate I, like i totally understand it i really do because that shit is hard to go through a day and have fucking 20 emotions in it <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. the fuck yeah what the fuck it's a lot um and again you know whether whether the the coping is maladaptive you gonna have to talk to your therapist about that but like uh, you know that's something my therapist told me she's like it's okay if sometimes you need to freeze that's all right sit on your phone and do nothing for six hours that's what you need that day mm-hmm. give yourself a day or two and then the next day you know you go back to your routine like whatever it's not that deep yeah yeah, and everyone's everyone's healing is going to be different, you know, because mm. I like I say that out loud because I know it's <laughs> the healthy yeah. route. But like in the past, like alcohol, I definitely resorted to a lot. And then um, 
you can see like weight changes also in a lot of people like huge dramatic losses Mm -hmm. or huge gains like yeah not eating or totally eating terrible Mm -hmm. large amounts of foods that you wouldn't really eat or just being all over the place yeah definitely yeah and it's all a part of that process i'm not saying you should do one thing or not it's oh definitely not (laughs) (laughs) yeah but um yeah coping skills coping skills are a bitch so yeah therapy's good journaling's not for everyone and when i say journaling like like i write like 10 words on a piece of paper like i don't write a soliloquy you know like i remember i might write a poem mm-hmm. <laughs> like i can't do handwriting or maybe i'll <laughs> i'll voice record in my diary it's mm-hmm. even even little things like that because people say so many platitudes and things that you should do oh meditate oh journal okay how yeah 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 like That's- you're in the in the middle of your crisis and your grief and then you have to figure out which way to do things is also a lot if i can just say how beautiful it is to be in 2023 and have all this multimedia to play with <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. um like you know writing like physically writing on a journal on a yellow notepad um is what i remember but you have you also have resources like youtube like studios yeah damn good videography skills editing skills um to make a fucking movie about (laughs) (laughs) i would have not seen that 30 years ago (laughs) yeah or as accessible you know we could do what we can um by performing on a stage for our small group of friends or you know posting a very heartfelt thing on youtube like that i think that speaks to so many more people yeah probably dealt with the same thing you know oh yeah it's honestly heartbreaking how many people message me privately like oh yeah i left an abusive ex and or actually i'm in the middle of it right now and i think i think i might be in the same situation or oh i'm in the process of getting divorced and this is what it's like like there's so many people and it's like what the fuck like why are we like why is this such a shared common experience when it's so fucked up it it really sucks and it's really hard for people to relate or understand if they weren't actually in it because there are so many people looking in on the outside that are like well why didn't you just get out 10 years ago i didn't think you'd be like that (laughs) yeah yeah if it was all negative why stay like it's not that fucking easy first of all especially if that abuse is comes in the form of gaslighting or you know there are going to be some positive memories or some positive aspects of that person that you still hold on to um and not all abuse is physical yeah exactly that's the other yeah that's like there's so many levels to it that suck it's like your background where you come from um because like my background is like I feel like peak immigrant culture but specifically Haitians is like you know like the Haitian mom does everything she's the superhero she's the therapist she's the cleaner she's the cook like she's the trip organizer you know I did all that I very much followed the script and it's like oh keep your husband happy your ha- your husband will probably cheat on you that's fine yeah, keep him happy serve him you know what I mean like fuck mm. like that's the programming and then on top of that where nobody ever talks about oh this is gaslighting oh this is manipulation it's just like oh if he hits you then it's bad but he's not hitting you 
you know right right and this is coming (laughs) sometimes coming from people who you look up to as like matriarchs in the family or yeah i mean i'm not saying in your experience but you know i'm just thinking moms aunties grandmas like yeah oh just deal with it i've dealt yeah. with it for 60 years and we're happily married yeah are you exactly you got 12 children who are you know doing great but are you happily married yeah <laughs> like die it, with this person if you were so happy why are you always so irritable i don't know why are you still spanking your children in the 30s (laughs) yeah what's going on here there's something to it yeah it's some bullshit it's some bullshit then you you know then you could add some intersections into it like you know if you're fucking poor if you're not white if you're disabled or you know neurodivergent or anything like you're more likely to to be the victim of this kind of shit too right like it's Mm -hmm. just stupid yeah it's not fair i don't like it i don't like it one bit i do not that's not spoken enough a lot and you know that's we're getting into very dark talks but (laughs) yeah like we are the most vulnerable population period and mm-hmm. it fucking sucks like it like again emotionally physically all yeah. of the things one like we start off i personally i start right. off being born um naturally as like an unlovable person it feels like oh right. i don't have two hands something's wrong with me something's broken someone's got to take care of me like i'm a burden blah 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 all the things that we've talked about on this podcast right you bring another person into your life if they make you feel all of those things and mm-hmm. say again you're weak you're a burden like as much as we not want that per- like as much as we know that that's wrong for us to have in our lives um a lot of us settle for that yeah I, and it's you might not even realize it because that's what's familiar you might not realize it until you see the other perspective like oh shit like no i'm not mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's kind of i i know for me in terms of like those shifts in perspective the reframes i was only honestly my mom died right so that's like a huge life shift for me like okay life short or okay okay this is how people responded to this this is the aftermath of it like there's levels to that um, also starting therapy individually did a lot. Um, and then we also did couples therapy together, which if you're in an abusive relationship could really be like unsafe. Um, it wasn't necessarily unsafe for me, but that was also very eye-opening because I'm just hearing more perspectives. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah. like what that's all it comes down to is being able to hear other sides besides the story that you're telling yourself because we could always rewrite that story. Sometimes yeah. we just need more ideas. Well, and somebody that's experiencing it and seeing it with you firsthand, that's what a, a couples therapist does a lot of the time. So, you know, like they they see that toxicity, they see the gaslighting mm-hmm. happening in front of them. Versus with probably your friends and your family, he's like this awesome person. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to be friends with him. Um, but what is he like in a relationship? Right? Right. <laughs> I yeah. think that that's, that's what different. was I, huge, right? Yeah. 
definitely someone definitely you somebody just show you a different the different side you know different angle gotta hit the mangles um you know, I mean, I will say I'm very, I'm very privileged though because I'm not. I wasn't necessarily in a situation where I had to stay. Some people are. Some mm-hmm. people can't work. Some people are stuck. Some people it would just be impossible housing wise. Shit is expensive, right? Like I'm, I'm okay. And I even had help when I wasn't okay. Like I asked people for help, and fucking people helped me. So I'm very, very privileged in that regard grateful yeah but as she so that's happening so needless to say i haven't really lifted for like three months and i just started (laughs) (laughs) and it is trash (laughs) (laughs) hey we can all relate to that (laughs) yeah well we're coming back we're coming back to the weight so so you were able to um build a little gym for yourself inside of your living room right is that still the case yeah it's about a squat rack and uh... i don't have a tv i have a squat rack (laughs) (laughs) life's all about balance you know (laughs) so it's my living room slash gym yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's it that's that's where i'm at right now yeah and it just takes that right moment to or that right day you know to kind of get back into somewhat of a groove physically and i'm talking just like a, a, fi- a fitness groove yeah whether that be walking or doing a few squats or getting on the bench or, yeah more mobility stuff it's honestly been interesting because this is a type of of body feelings and like mental feelings that i have not dealt with so like in the beginning i was very activated i'd say like a lot of fight or flight feelings right because i literally like packed my shit and i left in the middle of the night type thing in in the in yeah. the in the, in the the, the like fucking the thick of it way in the thick of yeah. it right it like foggy I was, outside uh, there's black cats <laughs> yeah it was fucking yeah there's it was one wild light. Let me i was amped <laughs> and i've never i've never experienced that in my life um so i totally feel for people that are fucking got mood disorders or like whatever like um imbalances and shit because that was some shit like i couldn't sleep my heart rate was up like I was like fucking wired yeah I'm like I've never dealt with that so I did like a lot of different things in terms of movement to try to get some stuff out try to sleep and then when I came down from that it's like the complete opposite it's like a crash it's like oh shit mm. okay now what yeah that shit was rough how long did that last the high the the adrenaline the mm, probably like a month probably a solid month of that like i was taking sleep aids like we were up yeah we was a long time yeah it's a long time so that is like a whole new level of uh checking in and listening to your body because my body was just screaming (laughs) (laughs) like i'm checking in and she's just like all right we're screaming again today <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> and then after a while it's just silence that shit was nuts Wait, like where's she at where is she <laughs> that is the wild I'm, I'm honestly dude anybody that's dealing with that kind of shit where they go up and down against their will you 
you are a gift and a treasure to the world for still being alive because that <sighs> was fucking rough. <sighs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. So dealing with trying to figure out movement around that has been interesting. Um, now I'm pretty much back to um, normal nervous system, at least. So. So what have what have you been able to do with your body? Like, um, are you doing like active like yoga movements? Are you getting under the squat rack? Obviously, you can't do strongman inside, <laughs> inside of an apartment room. on the I don't yeah. know if you're on the second floor, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, when I was high off of fucking epinephrine, I was going on angry walks. I was fucking huffing it. <laughs> like just like i would literally just walk and it'd be like an hour i'm like holy shit oh damn yeah i was i had a lot i had a lot of it was fucking weird so that was that and i was lifting in like i had an airbnb i didn't get the apartment yet i was doing like random lifts like you know 10 15 minute things just to move and do something with the, the energy yeah um and then coming down from that is is kind of the opposite because i don't don't feel like moving so that was a lot of just like i wasn't even doing a program i would just do whatever i could do i might just do fucking split squats with a kettlebell and like cat and cows call it a day mm-hmm. so that was like february march and april is when i was like all right coach put me back in um okay. and yeah so it's well, just you- now and so there were months where you didn't have anything programmed with a coach and other months where you had like a few, um, what do you call them? Blocks of little bits of training. Yeah. So January I had programming and I just did whatever I could kind of thing. It wasn't really, yeah. I wasn't sick to the program, but like February, March was nothing. It was just what whenever whatever day I felt like I could move, I did, but otherwise it was like no pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Still cool to have a coach who understands that it's not just gonna take a few days or a few weeks. Like sometimes it will take multiple months where you won't hear from me because fitness is <laughs> not fitness, but you know, like movement is triggering for me right now and triggering for my body. Yeah. And Gabby, someone who's like, that's okay. Yeah, that's cool. I'm here. You let me know. Yeah, yeah. That's so important. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty live. Uh, what about you? How are we, how are you dealing with movement in your uh fucking monthly roller coaster? Of a life? <laughs> I'm kind of the same way. I mean, not so much angry, more so emotional movements. So I'm on my hourly walk of crying <laughs> with you. Um, no, I I I'm doing a lot less strength training or power training and more cardio movements like uh in this office back here got like a super cheap walking treadmill from amazon that works perfectly on the standing desk Mm -hmm. Um, being more intentional about walking the dogs every day and getting you know 45 minutes in or so that's like a good goal of like 10,000 steps a day I was never somebody to count my steps but um right. it just kind I mean of... it's not even just the number just the fact that you're sticking to something yeah yeah right. and so then something that's like making a difference I guess in 
in my like I can feel it in how I breathe like my heart rate um when I'm still or Mm -hmm. doing some sort of exercise I'm trying to do a few more hikes out now that it's nice and not stormy here yeah um and then on like a Saturday every other week I am in the gym doing some powerlifting stuff like I will for some reason deadlifts is what's triggering to me but I will do like a little squat and a bench mm-hmm. to kind of keep some of that that strength in mm-hmm. my upper actually it's the bodies. same for me I haven't deadlifted in a long yeah. time yeah I don't know what it is like it's it's just, just a bar on the ground I don't want to yeah. lift it up <laughs> just just some something about the deadlifts that's just like mm, no ma'am not for you not right now it's uh, just sitting there yeah like, it's not I don't doing know anything wrong i don't well this is how i feel like benching is the easiest thing for me now mm-hmm. benching is whatever i can have a shitty day and be like i'll bench something that's fine um but squats is like a lot for me how, does it feel the same for you it's the like same it for takes- me especially since i if i want to put a little more weight on i do have to put on the you know the knee sleeves and i'm like i don't want to put on fucking knee sleeves today oh, it's gonna take like you know yeah little things just little things that inconvenience our lives like <laughs> no that's true it's true there's some days i'm like fuck i don't feel like putting on a, a goddamn sports bra i'm not doing olympic lifts today the bra Cause, yeah because your, t- your titties gotta be your titties gotta be fucking you know sturdy for the olympic lifts they get in the way yeah. not, guess i'm not doing that today <laughs> like i don't i don't even care about like i don't use wrist wraps anymore i don't care about the yeah. belt really unless i'm doing something super heavy um but the deadlift for me for sure i can tell you for sure for deadlift is like i don't want to deal with having to use both of my hands Mm, the hook and shit and the hook because yeah the hook is like breaking like that's gives me so much anxiety like throughout my entire warm-up like oh this shit's gonna rip and my shoulder's gonna go out or something you know it's not super safe unless everything is perfect right and just knowing that you don't have it yeah you don't have the mental energy to just deal with that so you don't yeah that's fun yeah 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 totally it's not like i'm breaking any yeah breaking any records is that not trying yeah i was gonna say that yeah yeah it's a it's a concept doing things casually (laughs) yeah who knew (laughs) (laughs) who knew wow but, we could just casually enjoy things the casual lifts that we do are still like pretty intensive for a huge majority of the population like mm-hmm. i'm yeah. not trying to toot my own horn but it's like it's still pretty intense yeah um, we're still, so we're still moving some weight yeah yeah i'm yeah, still giving ourselves credit for that like it's still yeah. 200 plus pounds <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or whatever yeah but if i don't feel like putting on shoes and i'm not squatting that day that's yeah. all Yep, yep that's all it's all part of the process <sighs> oh yeah said a lot of things there <laughs> said yeah. a lot of things there y'all well and you know can i just say like just as part of the movement thing and like trying to find a balance between what i know is right for my body and what i know yeah. like I should be doing versus what the doctor is telling me. Like I'm not in contact with my doctor as much anymore, mm-hmm. but like my OBGYN is like, no, you've got to lose, try to mm-hmm. lose like 10 pounds. 
And yeah. maybe your TTC journey will be a lot more positive. I'm like, you don't fucking know that, first of Shut all. Shut the hell up. Shut um, the fuck up. Like skinny people aren't in this IVF clinic. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 So, you know, that's just, but there is a huge sense of guilt there. Like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. not moving enough. Like, okay, let's do something, anything. Mm. I'm not on a track to try to lose a certain number of pounds, but I do want to feel, um, you know, just a little more energized. Yeah, I used to have a pressure to be active and quote unquote mm-hmm. pursue wellness type shit. Yeah. And I want my body to kind of be happy with me at the end of the day. That's my goal. Like I'm not mm-hmm. trying to lose weight. I'm not trying to um whatever. I'm not trying to eat the box of healthy things that every yeah, eat clean and do this yeah. diet and do this restriction <laughs> and organic only and blah, blah, blah. Like, relax. Yeah, I just want to yeah. listen to my body. Mm, um, no, that's it, real. It, it will tell you when it's angry, like the day <clears> after. <throat> yeah. And sometimes we can't ignore that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it'll catch up to you eventually when you ignore it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's been fun, I think. <sighs> You and I do a great job in giving ourselves grace when we can. Yeah. So, and giving each other grace because mm-hmm. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> I cried twice during this episode. <laughs> we are strong, independent women. We have no tears. There are no emotions here. Just fierceness. Just angry power walks. Power walks. Lifting weights. This is a weightlifting podcast. No feelings. Fuck. No, I I, I went through it. I went through the range. I went through the range for sure. Um, But that's why we do this podcast. Because we're real fucking people. We contain multitudes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And kind of just putting out there what like we don't see and feel anywhere else yeah as like us as a filipina queer disabled woman you know yes just everything there's nothing there's nothing that has everything it's always one angle and then you start listening you're like oh great they're fucking anti-fat or you start listening you're like oh great here comes some ableist fucking restrictive diet nonsense like there's always something missing Well, we got it all, folks. <laughs> We've got it all. Or it's the fitness person and they don't ever fucking talk about what's it like lifting weights after you get divorced. Like <laughs> Yeah, right Like, book come that. on. Jesus. <laughs> it's like y'all need to be fucking for real out here. Jeez. Uh, how to uh, <laughs> dummies book is what we need. Yes. How to how to lift your spirits. No, how to lift weights when your spirits are not lifted. Mm. <laughs> how to chase chase gains when the emotions are chasing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a dissertation, honestly. We could go on for years. Um mm-hmm. yeah. That, so a lot that'll of things sell there. ten thousand copies. That's a bestseller instant. 
Uh, real quick before we end this episode, can yes. you plug the book that you actually are in? Oh shit! And just like it's on all platforms now. Oh yes, we could put that in the show notes. So we'll put the show notes, the YouTube thing. That's personal. That's my video series about divorce abuse. Blah blah blah. But separate, 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 separate. Notice is that we have a book out. When I say we, I mean um. So Lawrence Rock from Rooted Resistance and Justice of Fitness for All Bodies made a fucking book and they contacted a bunch of people with different backgrounds. Um, We're talking fat activists, yoga people, I'm in it. And we all have so many different stories and perspectives to share about fitness. So that book is out. It's called Deconstructing the Fitness Industrial Complex. So you can get that literally fucking anywhere. Um, But we'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. Good point. Good work. Uh, A link on how to support directly to and not pay money to Amazon and other third party yeah i mean (laughs) ideally you know you would like support your local bookstore or whatever but um yeah that's so exciting go Mm -hmm. read it go buy it Mm -hmm. oh yeah buy that shit buy it yeah and probably coming to a book festival or talk or whatever near you is Mm -hmm. you and some of the other authors we'll see we'll see We'll see. Um, that's uh, that's all for now, folks. Uh, I think you all got right. a lot, a, a lot, lot to unpack. Good luck. Good that luck was a lot. <laughs> we will probably have to put a few trigger warnings out. Yeah. Bye. For sure. Bye. Thanks for listening to Disabled Girls Who Left. We appreciate all of your support and everyone who's taken the time to show us some love. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, or write a review of our channel. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, and more. You can also find us on Instagram at Disabled Girls Who Left.